Welcome to Girl Side Chats, real talk for women from everything from periods to politics. We are unapologetic and keeping it real and fun. I'm your host, Vanessa L. Wild. And I'm Heather, your co-host. So today's podcast, this is actually our first podcast. So we decided to bring up a topic that we found really fascinating. And the question came up in a conversation, are women really free to choose? Yes. So, we have spent a week talking about this and debating whether or not women really have a choice in what direction we take in our lives. And we came up with some interesting answers. And we want to share what we came up with, you guys. We also encourage you, after the podcast, to leave us comments and add questions, and we will address those on our Facebook Live on Fridays. So, Heather, when we were talking about topics for our very first conversation, we had a long list. And for some reason, this really stood out as something important to talk about. And what we came up with was women have more options than ever. And I feel that sometimes, while I know I have a lot of options, it's not really an and, or I'm sorry, it's not an or. It's more like I'm adding things on to what I already feel like I am traditionally obligated to do. Yeah, I definitely feel what you're saying. It's, it's yeah, instead of being able to choose something and at the expense of something else and, and let something else go, it's that we just keep having more things to actually do. And it's something that I think got me thinking about, especially this past weekend when I was doing, you know, at the Women's March, you know, talking about, you know, what women's rights are and advocating for, you know, our right to choose for a lot of different things. Um, it really got me thinking about well, what are women's role expectations in society? And so that's, you know, one of the reasons I really wanted to cover this topic and have this discussion with everyone um, is really to, to kind of figure out, our, you know, the question of, well, what kind of choices do we really want to make? And what roles do we really want to play? Yes. And is that really a choice? I think that's a great, thank you for circling us back to the march, because that's what got us kind of on this conversation, was it's so amazing that women have so much freedom. In our country, we really can um, recognize how much freedom we have to choose to go to work, to go to college, to be a mom. But do we really have that choice? Or is it more like, I'm going to play the traditional role of wife and mother, and I'm also going to take on a job and a business and be an entrepreneur and do all these other things. There's not really maybe the freedom to choose I'm going to be a mother or I'm going to do this. There's a lot of social pressure, backlash, right, that we seem to feel if we make the or if we if we choose one thing over the other. Absolutely. I think that that's the big the crux of this whole, you know, question about what are women's roles and and can we choose um the role that we want to play or the roles that we want to play at the exclusion of everything else. It's those social pressures, it's those expectations that we feel. Um and if we feel like we're letting somebody else down or maybe we're feeling like we're letting ourselves down by making some of those choices. So, what are some of the roles that are the traditional roles? So, I mean, traditionally, you know, women were the caregivers of, of children. They were at home. Um, so the any, anything that pertains to the household roles 
um, that sort of the like 1950s version of, of what a women's role was. Um, was taking care of the kids, taking care of, you know, the spouse, um, doing, you know, keeping that household uh, running. And so that's what we normally kind of associate with what a traditional, quote unquote, women's role has been. But I mean, over the, the past, you know, several decades, you know, women have been moving into the workplace in large numbers. And women now, you're right, have more choice than ever to choose you know, where they want to work, how much they want to work, and do all of these different kinds of things and, and make some really interesting uh, career choices and, and have some interesting paths and opportunities that, you know, we didn't have, you know, even back in the 60s. Or 70s, really. Uh, so I liked what we talked about a little bit earlier, too, was that it's not so much the freedom to choose as is it, is it seems the freedom to add on. So women are doing double duty. So you had brought up the topic, Heather brought up this topic of uh, the double shift. The second shift. The second shift. (laughs) And the idea is that, sure, we can choose to have a family. I mean, I have a son. I love having that part of my life, right? But it's never about the the exclusion of that. So how do I be a good mom and a good partner and cook and clean and run my two businesses, and, 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 and. And I'm wondering how much of, how many of our listeners can relate to that, where you're just kind of stacking. We have the ability to stack rather than the freedom to choose. Women are epic multitaskers. Yes. (laughs) So it's putting unprecedented amount of stress on women and pressure. Uh, It's changing the dynamics in the family, which is fine to change. I'm an advocate of change. But I, I'm just curious if this is the kind of freedom women are really wanting, if this is what we're really going for, or is it really the freedom to say, I want this over this, or I want this more instead of something else, and then to be supported not only in their home, but in society for making those choices. And right now, I think we see a lot of women who choose not to have children or who choose to do something over the other, and there's a lot of social backlash. Absolutely. And that was something that came up. Um, quite a few years ago, uh, when Sheryl Sandberg, um, who is the COO of Facebook, um, you know, when she wrote the book Lean, Lean In. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of leaning in um, really kind of was the hyper career choice, um, I guess, platform, if you will, uh, that women can lean in and get into higher roles by, by jumping more into this workplace culture and, and giving more of themselves um, at, you know, to a certain extent at the exclusion of, of balancing their duties at home or choosing that as an option. And there was a huge backlash to that from a lot of women, um, particularly for women that are, you know, that chose to have families or to choose to, you know, that would prefer to do more of those traditional roles or wanted to actually create some balance between what they were doing for work and also at home. And that also was something that, you know, really that mindset of being able to say, I want to put all of my energy into, you know, getting up to those upper ranks in career, in my career, um, you know, instead of taking care of my kids, instead of doing these things at home, um, you know, it, a lot of disadvantaged women um, or a lot of women that weren't in the upper echelons um, in terms of their um, earning or positions, um, to be able to choose to do that wasn't really, an, isn't really an option. It's not like you can go to your boss, you know, as, and say, hey, I'm going to take some time off. Or I want flexible work hours so I can be home with my kids, get, you know, home from school. That's not something that I think a lot of us, you know, or at least a lot of us then and even now, 
um, can really do reasonably. And so that question of, of, of making those choices, sometimes we don't have those choices available to us in the way that somebody who has more money or more influence could. We can't always have a nanny at home if we want to choose to focus on our career. Right. And we may not always have a partner that's willing to support that or would want to step into that home care, child care role. So it's an interesting thought then that choice is sort of an elite opportunity, which at some point society has to change. There's always going to be a group of people that that usher in change. And it might be from, from the folks that are more financially stable and affluent that can begin to make those choices. We know that society is all about, uh, societies are built on sort of this ripple effect. One group does one thing and then it ushers in change in another group and it continually impacts and affects people. We just want to make sure, or the question is, is this creating positive change for all groups of women across the board? Um, this idea of choosing the careers that we want and choosing the lifestyles that we want and making sure that everybody has that equal opportunity to choose. That it's not about how affluent you are or how, well, obviously we know that education plays a huge role in making choices. And I'm a huge advocate of education. So the more education we have, we typically have more options. And so that's fair, but that's across the board, right, for men and women. Uh, I just feel that for women to really choose what they want to do, it becomes more about stacking this idea of double duty and adding on to the load that they already have or the obligations, the duties, and the choices that they've already made, which is fine. But looking at it realistically and saying, is this what it means to me to be free? Because I know a lot of women who have families and they end up going into entrepreneurship or getting that high-powered job, they, become, they feel even more trapped. And that's kind of the opposite of what we want to create or, or at least... Uh, the direction that we want to go in. Absolutely. And I think that that, you know, part of that is, you know, even for women that are in their career and it, at least at the early stages are able to balance, you know, there's, there's also something called the mommy track. Mm. Um, and basically it's, you know, the simple explanation is that, you know, certain, certain sectors um, or certain industries um, that women get into that tend to be a lot more male dominated um, you know, is that they get to a certain point and if they want to stop and have kids and focus on their family and, and stay home with the kids for a bit, you know, when they're young, um, when they go back to their job, they either come in at where they left off or they come in and they're, they're not able to get promoted as quickly or for some reason now that they're, they're at a disadvantage instead of if they had stayed at the job and not gone off to actually take time with it, you know, take time to have a family. And so there's sort of a, a penalizing effect that goes on um, in the workplace uh, for women, especially on their climb into those uh, positions that are higher up. Again, those positions that really would change workplace culture if more women were in them. And so there's some interesting things that happen within organizations too that I think that we need to address um, when we talk about this element of choice. And the question, I mean, I guess for me, it's not necessarily a choice. It's sort of how do we negotiate within those institutions that we currently have? And that's been kind of the, the standard um, for how we deal with these things is that we're not really making the choice. I don't think that I would choose to come in 
um, having taken time off to raise my family and coming back in and then being penalized in my job and not being able to make promotions as quickly as my male peers would have. And that's the antithesis of, of freedom, of choice, is, to, is punishment, is to have something negative happen as a result of, say, a lifestyle choice in a positive direction. Uh, meaning you choose to have a family and then in your well-educated, you choose to have a family, you choose to take a break, and now you come back to work and you're penalized for that. Uh, I understand it in terms of entrepreneurship because you are the one man, one woman show running it. So if you take time off, it's going to set your business back a little bit. Uh, but in the corporate world, I can see that just being a very difficult choice for women and something that I personally would love to see change. Where I, I joke around with my girlfriends that raising a family is one of the most risky things that you can do in your life. It's way riskier than blowing a few bucks on a business. <laughs> and the, the, the skill that you get in raising a family, the organization, uh, organizational skills that you get and the experience managing different needs and wants is an incredible experience. And I would feel that bringing back a mom who took some time off, she would be such an incredible asset to the company because now her skill set has increased tenfold. You know, so to me, it always seems ridiculous that anybody would penalize a woman or anybody who stayed home to parent because what they come back with is an incredible set of emotional skills that is so necessary in working with large groups of people. Absolutely. And even just time management skills. I mean, as a mom, like I remember my mom doing a thousand things. My mom worked full time when I was a kid and, I, you know, and she took care of my sister and me and she got stuff done so quickly and I was just always impressed until she would haul through her work at, at work at her office and then she'd come home and she would just get stuff done and, and so she was able to actually take care of us you know I mean really well I had a great childhood yeah um, thanks mom <laughs> <laughs> do you think your mom felt like she had a choice I don't know that she did part of it was uh that we you know I mean at that time even when I was a kid it was sort of a requirement to have you know dual incomes and so I that's part of that element of choice and that that issue with sort of the institutions too is that you know if you if your family does require dual incomes then do you actually have that choice or do you really just do what the economic needs are to support your family to support mm -hmm. what are those basic needs of you know shelter and food so the idea of choice is, is so fascinating because that's something that I thrive in, knowing and thinking I have the ability to choose my life. And it, go, it, it goes a long way as a woman to feel free to say, I want to be a mom, I want to be a painter, I want to be a, an architect, I want to be able to do all these things. It does give you a certain sense of power, even if it means stacking on, even if it means I'm adding on to the traditional roles that I want to play. Uh, it's still an empowering feeling. One of the things that I've noticed that kind of, to me, is an interesting part of of this choo the, the, the choosing what I want is that something does get a little lost. And that's I start to feel stressed out. And I start to feel more worried and heavy. And it takes a little bit away from my playfulness and a, and a little bit of that fun and the, almost the joy, because even though I might have money now to go do things, I'm a little bit stressed out about getting back on time and meeting all these deadlines. I'm like, dang it, I, I chose this because I want to do all these things, but I don't want it to be at the expense of my joy and my playfulness. 
And that's what I'm noticing is that women seem to be much more stressed out. Uh, women between the ages of 40 and 59, according to Prevention Magazine, have the highest, num uh, highest rate of addiction. Alcohol, Xanax, pot, different things, you know, whatever it is, whatever your choice is. And they're just, they have so much pressure now. They have so much stress. And to me, that's not fun. I'm not really choosing to be stressed out, but that seems to be the result of all these choices. <laughs> you know, but again, it gets back to the question of, of if you, you know, really were making those choices, you know, could you let some of that go and not feel guilty about it? And I think that that's, that's one of a the, great point. And that was one of the things that when we were talking about this topic earlier, the issue of guilt kind of came up quite a bit. Um, we had some conversations with some female coworkers um, in about this topic as well. And it was really, you know, the guilt. I mean, the guilt to yourself that, hey, you couldn't get everything that you wanted to done. Somehow you're failing as a woman. You're not multitasking well enough. Whatever that kind of negative self-talk is, those, those things take a, a toll on your self-worth. And then your inspiration to be able to, um, I guess, you know, take control of your own future and actually say, I can't do that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. Okay, I'm okay with letting that go. And then also the guilt, though, that comes with not just for yourself, but also with your um, taking care of other people, the people that depend on you. And I think that that's such an important point. I really love the topic of guilt. Well, I don't love feeling guilty about anything, but it is such an incredible point because women carry guilt like it's our second nature. And I think that it's like, how can we help women release the guilt around the choices they're making to be free and expressive and live the life that they really want. And it gets back to the question, though, I think, of, of where do we start with that? So when we're out, you know, I mean, when we're, we're pushing for the women's you know, movement, like with the Women's March, right. what is it we're specifically asking for? Are we asking for, you know, to get more women into those positions of leadership where they can start to change workplace culture, where they can start to, by and large, help support women in ways, regardless of whether they want to stay uh, with the, the company and not go off and have a family, or if they do want to make that option, can they come back? Can they still sustain a career? Are those options available? Can we support maternity leave, paternity leave? Can we support all of these kinds of policies and start there with something that's tangible? And so the question is, where do we, where do we go with all of that? I mean, we're talking about a women's movement here. Um, but what does that women's movement actually look like? And specifically, what are we asking for? And at the same time, I, you know, I think it's really interesting, the idea of do men have the same options? Because women right. are fighting for this and saying, hey, we want to make our own choices without feeling like we have to do everything. Choosing to do everything is not really a choice. It's sort of a, a you're being railroaded into it. Exactly. Well, there's a pressure to do everything. It's not really what we want. And I think to your point... Uh, men have, it feels like men have always kind of had a choice, but the truth is, is that men have had to make decisions one thing over the other. I'm going to work an 80 hour week. I'm going to have financial security, but they're not home oftentimes to spend that time with their wife and child or, or to help raise the children. So it's looking at choice in a different way. It's creating a relationship with choice that's very personal it requires being really honest with ourselves about what are the things that we want, what are the things that we're willing to let go of in order to have something else, right? And to do to make these choices without guilt. To do this so that we really reconnect with whatever it is that that we find is purposeful for us 
uh, whatever we enjoy doing. I think that's an important part of choice. Absolutely. <laughs> and to do it in a way that is really fulfilling for us. And I think that when I think of choice, I think that I just want to be able to choose what I really want, what I'm good at, which means getting really clear on what I'm good at. And then sticking with it, having fun, and doing it unapologetically. So, Heather, what for you does choice mean? So, for me, choice means really being able to say, I am passionate about whatever it is I'm passionate about, and I'm going to let everything else go. I'm not going to worry about the things that I'm less or not interested in at all. I'm going to be okay with that. And the biggest part for me about what choice really means is that I'm going to have support. I'm going to have support from my male family members, from my husband. I'm going to have support from, from other women. And so there's not the judgment that would come with that. I'm not going to have those, those societal pressures of going, well, you're, are you sure? Well, isn't that your job as a woman? Or, you know, I, my favorite of, you know, aren't you going to miss something if you choose not to, for instance, have a family or, or to take time off to actually raise your family if you give yourself to your career instead? Are you going to miss that? Are you going to feel like you left something out? And so it, those, because those are all societal pressures. Those aren't my internal things. That's all external to me. And the thing is, is when we make a choice, we're always going to miss something. Who cares? Like it's, it's one of those things that if I decide to go to Iceland, of course, I'm going to miss out on going to Turkey. Like, duh, <laughs> I'm making a choice to go somewhere. So I'm going to not do something else. And that's completely natural and okay. So for me, and, and I think what we're getting to is that choice in order for choice to actually feel free and for it to be effective and fulfilling, it's something that we need to do without guilt. And to your point, which I loved what you said, Heather, is to have the support around that. And I think that that's going to take time. Uh, we are part of, social, of a social change. Girl Side Chats is here to inspire conversation, to give us a sense of freedom and empowerment around uh, what we want to do. Uh, having a passion, uh, living your life with purpose, giving yourself permission to do these things, and then playfully jumping into our lives and jumping into choice. I think that uh, I take things kind of seriously sometimes, don't you? I, you know, okay, it's hard to tell, but you know, a little bit, yes. <laughs> we can be really serious sometimes. But bringing a playful approach to the way we pursue our choices and our passion and the way we uh, contribute to the world really makes it more enjoyable and more fulfilling. I feel like if I'm being playful about what I'm doing, it's also more engaging for other folks around me. It makes it easier for my family and for my friends, for my community. So that is a, a, an important part. So I, I want to leave you guys with just a couple of things. We're talking about are women free to choose? And what we come up with is that we're free to choose to add on to our obligations or our traditional roles, but we want to inspire a conversation that's really more about choosing what you want as an individual. And if it is adding on to your traditional role, that's fine, but just going at it in the spirit of something that you really want, that you feel passionate about, that gives you a sense of purpose, and you do it unapologetically. You give yourself permission to just go for it and at Girl Side Chats, we are here to support all women in their choices. Uh, we have an in-person chat on the 25th of January called Passion, Purpose, and Play. And it's all about giving women ourselves permission to choose 
a life that we want and to live it the way we really will find fulfilling. Absolutely. And, you know, a big part of the Girl Side Chats platform is really about having the space to even start to ask these questions, to really have an introspective conversation with ourselves and with other women about these things that, you know, we may have sort of just, you know, taken as the norm and to really dissect these things. And then that way, when we actually do have some ideas and some clarity on these things, then we can start to attach those actions to move in that direction in the way that we want to do that. And so the idea is that these things are connected to each other. But first, we have to actually have these conversations. We have to really understand what's happening, how we feel about this, and what we want that outcome to be ultimately. And then we can start to put those actions in order and move that direction. I love what Heather uh, shared earlier before we started um, chatting with you all. And I had said, I'm not really looking for this big transformation. I'm My word is evolution. And evolution uh, is about a process of change. And if you hear any funny noises in the background, uh, Oliver is with us in the garage as we're podcasting and he snores when he sleeps. So that just might be our uh, background soundtrack. So thank you. <laughs> we're choosing the dog as part of the podcast. <laughs> You'll see plenty of pictures of him soon too. So the I, I really believe in the evolution of, of things. Now, something can transform quickly or over time, but evolution, again, implies a process. And immediately you settle into the idea that it's going to take time, that it's going to require some amount of patience. But before evolution or part of the process, Heather uh, gave us a great word to consider, and that's introspection, is going inside of ourselves and really thinking about these types of concepts. What does it mean for you to choose? What does freedom mean to you? Because it all starts with going inside. Uh, and then once we kind of get clear on ourselves, we can look at society in a different way and go into the inner culture of how we work as a society and think, are these things really how we want to uh, contribute and continue our society? Do we want to play these same roles? Do we want to agree to the what choice means right now and what freedom means? Or do we want to try to come up with or set some new rules, set some new ground rules, create more clear expectations? Those are all part of this process of evolution. So it's introspection and evolution. Those are two words we're going to leave you guys with today. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then one of the things that we really, I wanted to hit on real quick. It's, it's not part of our um, kind of script for the day, but girl side chats, is one player in a, in a movement of, sh of change. And we are very focused on topics related to being a woman. However, our goal is really up-leveling everyone in our society, right? It's not just about women. It's really the ultimate dream is really a society that is up-leveled uh, by honesty, by decency, by friendship and equality, and being able to have these deep conversations in a civil and uh, meaningful way that pa that pave the way for change and solutions. Absolutely. It's an inclusive conversation because I don't think that we can create a women's movement or any other movement with the idea that we're going to be excluding men, for instance, um, as part of that movement or any other group. And so the idea is that we want to bring everybody to the table. So we're going to start with all of us women here, and we're going to have those introspective conversations. 
but ultimately we want everyone to be part of that um, conversation because the way that we're going to make sustainable change is really having everybody buy into that and to agree to what we want to ultimately see as our future. And we, and that requires all of us, men and women coming together. So I know that the Women's March was really inspiring. And what I found really inspiring was how many men were there supporting women. And I found that really, really inspiring. I loved seeing all the young men and all the young girls. Everybody was in this together. It really wasn't about men or women. It really was about humanity. And I just felt so inspired by that. Did you? I did. Now, you went to the North County one. I did. And my husband came, too. He actually wanted to come and be part of it. So he he asked me to make him a sign. So I, I wrote a sign that said, men of quality fight for equality. And he proudly held it up and marched. That's one of my favorite sayings from the march. Um, Chris came with me and wore my equality signs from Peace Ornaments, uh, my other online business, and it was really cute. We handed out uh, equality symbols to everybody, and it was wonderful and inspiring to see so many people coming together. It wasn't just about women. It was about men and women and everybody coming together and celebrating uh, peace, equality, and freedom. That's wonderful. Yes. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. This is our first podcast. Tune in on Fridays for Facebook Live to chat more about this topic and answer any questions and address any of your comments. Uh, tune in every Wednesday for another Girl Side Chat is uh, on podcasting. And what we want to leave you with today is one final question. What roles do you currently play in your life? And what roles do you want to play? And the last one is how are you going to step into your freedom in 2018? Your choice. Your choice. I'm Vanessa L. Wild with Girlside Chats. Thanks for tuning in. And this is Heather Conklin. We'll hear you on, we'll, we'll see you on Friday, hopefully on Facebook Live, and we will talk to you uh, next Wednesday on podcast. See you then. Bye.